trying to get this work well. Mickey, what the fuck did we watch? What did we watch, Mickey? You got your toy? All right. Well, we watched the Winchesters episode four, Masters of War, which was, <laughs> yes, which was not really the most masterful episode that, that I've ever seen, was it? Okay, so uh, it started out even before it started with a commercial for the professionals, which actually looked like the production value increased between like the episode one that we watched like 10 minutes of and uh, whatever episode this was. It, it looked like they upgraded from shooting it on a potato to shooting it like on a nice yam. So that was good. So Winchester's opens in Hannibal Park Hospital in St. Joseph, Missouri. Yes, Minky. And uh, there's this guy, and he's like, you're like a vulture. And there's, like, some ghost voice going, like, help me. And uh, the hospital's, like, full of rubble, and he's having, like, a war flashback. And at one point, I thought John Cena was there. But no, instead, it's, uh, like, a, a 300 extra who's like, oh, I'm your destiny. Stabs him with a hot spear, and there's a blood splatter. Um, and we go to credits. And it was... Almost an okay intro, except the, the guy who we're later going to find out is the god of war. Uh, just really looked like an extra from fucking Meet the Spartans in a gas mask. So it, it kind of lost me a little bit. We get Dean's narration, which he's like, oh, fighting between good and evil. The first monster you fight is in you. Um... None of this narration stuff is really as poignant as I think he thinks it is, which, I don't know, I don't really want shit all over this show, but this episode and the one before it were just really bad, and I really want to try to like this show. I really do, because um, part of me thinks that, that I want them to make more of it, but the more I watch... I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking they just they made a bad decision in taking, like, if you were like, hey, who's your favorite character in Supernatural. People are like, oh, it's Dean, or it's Cass, or maybe it's Sam or Crowley or something. No one says their fucking favorite character is Mary. If you're like, hey, who's the worst character in Supernatural? That's where you get Mary Winchester. Like, she's kind of the worst. And fucking John is in nobody's top ten. Um, the only reason he was such a good character, I guess, in Supernatural is because he's played by fucking Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's the shit... Um, it was also almost the same age as Dean. Really weird. I don't yeah. know if you know that. Yeah, I, I read that somewhere. They're like within like four or five years of each He's, other. He looks so much older. Yeah, maybe I should look that up because I don't know how true that is. Yeah, how I, I think Jeffrey old Dean Morgan. is Jeffrey maybe, Dean? Maybe he's five years older. That would be the most I would get. Yeah, it's like four or five years. He is 56. Holy shit. And, and Jensen Eccles is 44. So 12 years. So I guess it's for, further than I than I thought it was, but you know, still. So um, he didn't, he, you know, fuck around at twelve. But he's he's a you know got a great look, a great voice. He's he's got some chops. He just he's a he's a great fucking character actor. So you know when he's on the screen, you're like, yeah, this guy's cool. Even though like his arc, he's such a fucking shit father, um, and Mary's such a shit mother. Like they just kind of suck. So making a show centered around them, eh, 
you know, I couldn't you give me like just a whole. This is what Crowley was like when he was a Crossroads demon, or like let's do Wayward fucking sisters would have been would have been great. I, like I know Claire that. is kind of. I like Claire. You. I like Claire too. Claire. I'm just saying in the fandom, she's not well Back well loved. Uh, I would like a show that's just all Gabriel Tigerman. Yeah. You know, just uh, keep watching that US. Or all those. Course. Actually, that's not a bad thing. Where the other marked by Azazel kids. No, they were all ugly. Outside of Gabriel Tigerman. Yeah, anyway. Sorry. Uh, where were it? Oh, so anyway, it, it opens, first scene, Mary is uh, teaching John how to box. There's actually this funny thing where John says huh? that basic training in the army is basically gym class with grenades. Um, John is wearing no shirt. Uh, Mary is wearing no pants. So they're, uh, I guess they're playing she, with how they're opposite. She's wearing tiny 70 shorts. Yes. Remember Alan? He wear the... Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. Um, so he's like punching the pads all right. And then she decides like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass. And then she starts beating up John. Um, and then Carlos shows up and makes some sex jokes. And then he says that him and Lada have news. Um, Carlos continues to be the best thing about the show. What's interesting is the fandom. I think that there, there's a, a segment of people that they're like, I really like Winchester's. Winchester's is the best. Fuck Carlos, he's the worst. And then there's the portion of the populace, which we belong to, which is like, man, this show's kind of horrible. <laughs> and is Carlos great. I love Carlos. Um, and we find out that uh, in this episode that he's a Cena. Mm -hmm. He looks sexy enough. I'd take his semen. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Ah, remember, playing this for unborn child. So anyway, uh, Lada and Carlos are great. I like uh, Lada. Do you still feel like she looks old as no. shit anymore? Okay, so that went away. Um, and they're doing the the classic supernatural thing. Where they're they're like, oh, uh, we think we found a case because here's this like report of this this weird death, and uh, um, Carlos is like, yeah, I heard about this when I was hanging out with my veteran friends, and John's like, you're too gay to have veteran friends, and he's like, I was in the navy, just like the village people. Um, anyway, they they uh, say that there's been these strange veteran suicides. Where there's with singe marks on the wall and the ceiling, um, and uh, the guy that uh, Carlos is referring to, his name is Patches, and uh, they were like Patches Head Company. As an aside, Patches was my first dog's name. And Patches was also the name of the fool in Game of Thrones that I was trying to think of his name the other day when we were talking. Patches is a good name. It is. Um, but anyway, uh, Patches Head Company, and that company was on fire. A uh, lot of thinks that it was probably a Persian manicure because, you know, uh, Akrita immigration. Also, I didn't know manicures were real in war. I just thought it was something from Onward. <laughs> so. No, they're well, they're, they're thing. Um, I think you have a tattoo of a manicure. I do. It's not Persian, though. But I didn't know. Um, Mary thinks it was a dragon. And that kind of calls back to that episode in uh, Supernatural where they're like, oh, what do you, they call Bobby and they're like, what do you know about dragons? He's like, uh, nothing. They're like, find out everything you know. 
Oh, and where Dean takes tries to break the rock and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they decide they're gonna go to check out Patch's body, and then we have this great thing where they're like, "That means Carlos gets to make us IDs," and then they don't really show us the ID in disguises. Like, there's that's something I miss is like that scene with them at the door in their little FBI outfits, like showing their their fake badges. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of remember that, you know, John has basically shell shock. I said PTSD in the first episode, but someone pointed out that it wasn't called PTSD until like the 80s or something. So I'm trying to be appropriate uh, for the anachronism. Is that the time period? I don't know. An appropriate anachronism? Again, again. Would be shell shock. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so that's why I'm saying that. Um, and then, like, Mary freaks out about how there's this room in her house and it's off limits and no one can go in there because it's Maggie's old room. And I still am not 100% sure Maggie the relation. Was her mom's sister. Okay, so there's Aunt Maggie. Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, Mickey agrees. Here, Mickey, have some fuzz. Um, so the hospital, they go there and they're dressed as doctors and they kind of break in with, uh, Carlos in a body bag, which is kind of, kind of fun. And they go and they Did pull they out. Did they do the Carlos scene where his hair's all back and he looks like debonair? No, 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 no. Okay. They have to, they have to figure out that, uh, you know, what happened. And then when they join the group, that's okay. when that comes in. Um, so Patch's body has singe marks and they came from like a blade and, uh, you know, the wounds are cauterized and then John kind of freaks out a little bit and, uh, someone starts coming in. So they shove, uh, Carlos back in the sack. Luckily they defeated the sack goblin last episode, right? Um, so it's Patch's wife that comes in and John's like, Oh, I'm Dr. Uh, Graham Nash from Nash and Crosby. Um, Patch's wife says that he got in a fight with his doctor and she's like, oh, this uh, reporter, Kyle Reed, came to talk to me. And Mary's like, I know him. Um, and John, like, kind of goes in the bathroom and freaks out and beats up a trash can. Uh, Mary has a plan. She decides that Lada and Mary are going to go talk to the reporter. She had sex. And John and Carlos are going to go to therapy. Um, and then we saw a commercial for Black Panther 2, which is, I think, the best part of this episode of the Winchesters. The, the part where it's not on, yeah. Yeah, it is that, that looks good. I'm excited to see that. See that. Um, and I, I think at the end of that, you, you see, what, what's her name in Black Panther? What can I think of her name? The, Shuri. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it looks like she might be the new Black Panther, or at least wear the suit at, at some point. Um, and Umbaku is in it, and I like him a lot. I do too. He's a uh, he's great. Anyway, so back to this show. So now there, yes. Maybe he doesn't want to go back. <laughs> Maybe he wants to stay on Black Panther. Yeah. Do you like Umbaku, Mickey? Mickey's a Shuri fan. Um. So they go to the auto shop, and now they see Millie, and John is in uniform, and she's like, "Oh dear, are you going to a parade?" And uh, he's like, no. And by the way, talk is cheap. Actions are what matter most. And then Carlos shows up. This is when he ha- he's in his semen outfit and he has a slip back hair. He, he looks good. He's, uh, 
he does in this episode, because I feel in the first episode, maybe the second one, they like build in these Carlos scenes, like, you know, the, the musical number. Yeah. He's going to sing and dance. He's going to do this stuff. And then it's like they stopped trying to write him as interesting. And yeah. he's doing heavy lifting with shit dialogue. And he's doing it. Like, he's like, I want to watch it tomorrow because I still give a shit about Carlos. Yeah, I'll watch it with one eye open. Uh, Carlos also makes a he loves men in uniform and men that love men in uniform or something like that. And there's also, I think, a part where John says something that's almost like a sexual innuendo to Carlos. So John. I, think, I think John hits on Carlos, which I'm, I'm into. Uh, Jarlos. Huh? I would be into uh, it too. Um. Uh, and John's mom is reminded that you can't blame it all on the mother. And he's like, yep, that's right. It's Jack's fault. Uh, which clues us in that Henry still nowhere to be find. found. Gil McKinney. Uh, so Carlos and John, Jarlos, they go check into the psych ward. And they say they want Patches' doctor. And the lady's like, no, you can't. He's really busy. And Carlos proves that he can seduce anyone. And Carlos he seduces has a good chick. charisma. Yeah. He does. He really does. Um, oh, uh, to- totally uh, off the wall, but uh, uh, based on the strength of uh, House of the Dragon, like Emma to RC got nominated for GQ's Person of the Year or whatever. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, she acted the shit out of that. She did really well. My bad, they did. They did, yeah, yeah sorry. I'm, I'm, it's it's hard because I'm thinking Rhaenyra. I'm thinking Rhaenyra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, anyway, so uh, Lada and Mary go to the reporter, and the reporter um, is uh, oh. Before they get there, though, they they kind of like um, mourn uh, about how Maggie isn't around anymore. So Mary's trying to deal with that, and then she's like, "Hey, I need to get get a dime from you." And Lada gives her a dime, and then we find out the reporter is the date guy from the last episode that she borrowed a dime from. Um, and seriously, in this scene, Mary's eyebrows are so fucking huge. I couldn't believe it. It's like Eugene Levy level. Yeah. It's horrible. It's nuts. Like, I just, wow. So anyway, she gives, uh, gives him the dime back. And Mary wants to know what he knows. And date guy basically says that he's been following this story. And she's like, what do you mean? Uh, you're that into patches, and he's like, "No, like that's with the Bernie suicides, like it's happened all over the the almost said world, the country." Yeah. So, anyway, so ooh. um, so we're back in the psych ward, and John goes to get a day old uh, donut, and he meets Fruit Cup Jimmy, who's like, uh, "Don't eat the gi- the donuts; they are terrible because they're day old. Eat the fruit cup; that's the best part of therapy." So we have a, a group session in this. I think could have been a great scene if it was written by someone who knew how to write. Because mm-hmm. it was just like they were trying, but it just it just it wasn't there. So uh, Carlos basically tells his story. So we get his backstory. Basically, he lived off the grid and his van, and he got arrested. And they say you can either go to jail or or join the service. And then he tells this like thousand yard stare story about living in the woods and seeing these dancing Christmas lights that turned out to be like Viet Cong's uh, cigarettes but he he did a lot with it the dialogue just wasn't great uh, it's not his fault uh, John 
looks pensive, and then he like has to tell his story after Carlos uh, uses this time to get away and break into the records room. And he, he tells the story of his friend who stepped on a landmine, and he saw it, and he got that shrapnel in his arm that was really useful for that first episode. Like, dug out like yeah. a dumbass. Um, and then this, so Carlos tries so hard. He puts all this effort into trying to make his story about like, yeah, I was on a boat and I saw some people smoking cigarettes and they were watching me watching them. And he like tells it with such gravitas that it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, again, there's no substance there. John tells the like, yeah, so my friend stepped on a landmine and he blew up. And I got shrapnel in my elbow. I don't like to talk about it. Like, that's the, like, he puts no effort into what should be, like, pretty, like, that's the, you know, the story with the gravity. Uh, anyway, uh, Carlos breaks into the records room, and he sees that uh, uh, Patches was, you know, haunted by the 300 SMM guy. And Fruit Cup, like, is in the, the group session. He gets all indignant and, like, yells at the doctor guy. And they decide to take 10. And Fruit Cup goes and, like, charges in the bathroom. And John goes after him. But Fruit Cup has disappeared. And then he explodes. Like, because he got, he got splatted by uh, Gerald Butler or whatever. Um, and luckily, there was a window. Because the blood from him tried to fly into John's mouth. But was luckily blocked by the window. I'm really sad that that whole splat mouth thing isn't isn't actually a through line to this show. Drag stuff eating my feet here. Have some fuss. Um, so Lada and Mary uh, talk to John and Carlos on the like old timey phone from uh, the clubhouse. And you know what? Ada's not in this episode. No. And I thought that was a weird kind of She's thing. She's in the next one, but yeah. Well, good, I guess, but. It was just it was just kind of odd because there's no reference made to her or any, anything. No. Um, anyway, uh, they're like, "Oh, hey, uh, it's a it's a horny mask spear guy, like uh, think Gerald Butler, but an S and M gear." And Lada's like, "I have Bad memorized." Gear. Yeah. Hey. Whoa, no. Berkeley. Lada says she's memorized all the books in the bunker, and there's no foreign stuff. Because all the mental letters were like white middle-aged guys, and they didn't like have immigrant or uh, uh, immigrant ethnic foreign foreign—that's the word I'm looking for. Monster books. I was wondering how far down. <laughs> and Mary quickly opens one drawer, and for the first time ever, she does not find the thing that she was looking for. So uh, John charges in to the doctor, and the doctor's like, uh. Monsters don't exist, John. John's like, you have no idea. I know all about monsters. And Carlos tries to, like, smooth things over and say, like, hey, you know what, John? Therapy helps. You should talk about it. And um, they go to look for, you know, burn marks around the hospital. And when they come out, we see John has twitchy hand. He's just twitching. So Mara, hey, Mary. Hey, maybe John gets a drug habit and this show gets interesting. Could be. Could be. I'm still, uh, apparently, Loki is supposed to show up in episode eight. So I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to hold out. I don't know that we're going to make it to that. Drax! Drax and Berkeley! Guys! What are you doing? Everybody, calm down. We're trying to make this entertaining because we know the show's horrible. Yeah, hey, 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 that's my ear. Hey, 
Ow. Have some fuzz. All my dogs are eating fuzz. Uh, so anyway, Mary and Lotta and Mary's eyebrows go into Maggie's room. And I we said Guys. Mary's aunt is Maggie. Yes. Is that what I'm led to believe That's here? That's what I believe in. Okay. That may or not be may or may not be true. We don't we don't really know. Um, and they look under uh, her bed. Oh, and first they like look up on the wall, and I don't know if I was supposed to follow this, but there's like, a big portrait of like Indian Luke Skywalker, and they're like, Whoa. she was. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> she was apparently really into Indian Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Did you know who that was? No, I didn't either. I was not alive in the 70s, so that might be a reference I just didn't get. Um, but anyway, they decide to look under the bed, and they find letters, and they reminisce, and they see that on every hunt that they went on, she wrote down one good thing and one bad thing. And then uh, Lada has apparently borrowed Mary's superpower because she also finds one lore book, opens it to the exact page where we learn out learn that sexually Gerard Butler is actually the god of war, Mars from Rome. So she has drawer powers now, basically. Um, I I know they fought like gods and stuff. Sorry, in, uh, in Supernatural and, and there was some, some different Yeah, things. but they fought people that actually looked Yeah, this guy, like, how hard is it to find it like, a muscly like guy? A, have you seen the memes about Dollar Store Johnny Depp? Yeah, this was this was Dollar Store Thor. Yeah, this was this was bad, and it's sad because like a lot of times they they do pretty pretty good on on putting props and costume together. No, this just you're was comparing not it to Supernatural. This in this show they they don't. Okay, yeah. Um, we also uh, uh, see that Carlos is gone, and they've put up some Do Not Enter tape. Uh, where Fruit Cup got splattered, and he doesn't obey, and he opens the doorway, and then choppers fly down the hospital hallway, and he's sucked into the room. And I was worried that he was going to get splatted for a minute. Uh, we get a commercial where uh, they, they're they talking about how you can set reminders, and they make a point of saying, hey, Siri, remind me to watch the Winchesters. I think hoping that uh, they activate people's phones and like make it watch the Winchesters. Yeah. Anyway, uh, John searches around for Carlos, and I was worried that Carlos is dead. He opens a door, and he wanders into the jungle. So now, a uh, lot of Mary and Millie go for a drive, and they're like, oh, geez, uh, Mars is immortal, but like he has a vase that gives him his immortal powers, which sort of looks like a holy oil job. And Millie's like... John, you know, he's going to run right at Gerald Butler. He's going to try to kick him into the pit. That's kind of what happens. We're back in the jungle. Ooh, saying kicking him into the pit. That reminds me of Andy's pit episode, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, <laughs> way better show than this. Just gonna throw that out. Andy, in the beginning of Parks and Rec, when he was totally fat, yeah. um, he could have done a better job playing with the, the God of War in yeah, this. I would agree. Just Even so... when Andy runs around naked, like you would still believe it more. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so John John's in the in the jungle looking for Carlos, and he finds him. And uh, Carlos says it's a it's a jungle maze, and that they have to face the uh, the, the the bad guy, kind of like uh, 
Predator. Yeah. Ooh, Predator, another. Another, yeah. Thing that's way better than. But then show. Carlos steps on a landmine, and Mars Butler appears, and like he takes off his mask, and he's Jimmy, and Jimmy. Oh wait, no, Jimmy's fruit cup guy. He's the guy. He's John's friend that blew up. That we've never really gotten proper backstory for. Or I, I'm just gonna fly out and say I don't give a fuck about it. I don't care. I don't care who this guy is. They pulls off the mask. It's supposed to be a reveal. I thought he was Mary's dad because we haven't really seen him either. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't really care. And he's like, Hey, I'm I'm preparing you to fight the Krita. And if you're you're strong enough, then I'll give you. Like help or, or something. This part really doesn't make any sense. And he says, John, you're the only one that can stop the Akrita because you're both a hunter and a soldier. The only one of those that there is. Meanwhile, Carlos, who we've established is also a soldier, um, is standing on the landline. And he's actually a hunter, too. John is not a hunter. Like at all. Anyway. Uh, Mars challenges John to like a WWE style first blood match. Like whoever draws first blood wins. That's what they say. That's what they established. Gets John a, a spear and they gingerly whack their tips together and go to commercial. Did you say whack their tips? Yeah. That would have made it all. Hard. There's a little Thank tip you. whacking. Um, so we're back. Mary Lottie and Millie meet the Dr. Z guy and he says that. You know, we're on lockdown, so you can't come in. And Millie threatens him with Walter Cron Cronkite. And uh, also, way better than not even an actor. Yeah, show. facts. And he's dead. Uh, we learn that the bodies are disappearing from the morgue. Now we come back to the spear fight, where uh, Mars hits John in the face with a spear or a sword or something, which draws first blood. Which means, by the rules established in this episode, five minutes ago, John just lost the the contest that they were having. But no. No, no, no. Uh, they do the Michael Pettis thing where Mars runs and takes two steps up the tree and then jumps off and stabs at someone, which is dumb. Who's Michael Pettis? Oh, uh, he was the guy in uh, uh, UFC that he was the first person that ran on the cage wall and kicked somebody in the face. So for a brief moment, that was called like a Pettis kit. Happened a long time ago. Anyway, uh, in The Matrix, I don't know if you remember this, but when Neo like does the I know Kung Fu thing, and he, it's right before that great line, do you think that's air breathing now? Uh, he runs up the pole and jumps, flips over Morpheus, and as he lands, Morpheus just fucking blasts him with a sidekick right in the gut. Uh, because running up a wall and throwing your body at someone is stupid. Um, anyway, that's what Mars does. And it looks really dumb. The whole, their whole fight looks really dumb. Um, Mars is like, oh, John, you're holding back. You need to release your anger. It's like the little Nikki, like, release the hate. I hate that. that. Don't ever, I don't bring up little Nikki's. Right. That movie makes me want to vomit. <laughs> his voice, his look, the whole thing is just fuck little Nikki. Uh, Mary like uh, is searching like the hospital rooms and she finds like some slide marks and like oh if I stand on this thing after I slide over here I can get into the ceiling and in the ceiling there's uh, the base and John says, uh, Mary says 
he's going to kill all John's friends, and then John, like, heals for some, some unknown reason. And then Lotta breaks the base, and since that's happened, John is able to beat up uh, Mars, and he breaks his spear and he stabs him with a broken half of it. Yeah, and, and what Minky is saying is that these John fight scenes aren't, aren't really good. They're not super well choreographed. I don't know who's doing the fight choreograph for this, but uh, yeah, they should get a different person. Um, Mar says, oh, you're just like me. And uh, John's like, no, I'm not. And to prove that I'm not like a warlike war, I'm going to beat you to death with your own helmet. So he does that. And then the mine has now disappears and Carlos is free. And Mars says, now you're ready for the Akrita war. And then everything dissolves, and they're back in the hospital. And uh, John and Carlos check out the hospital. John talks to his mom. Carlos talks about John fighting Mars. The the Dr. Z guy shows up. Mary gives him the date guy's number. Carlos is going to have a sleepover at Mary's and sleep in dead Maggie's bed. Uh, This demonstrates no eyebrow-related growth of Mary. Uh, Carlos tells John, thanks for not letting me explode. And then we get some music that everybody's talking at me. Uh, Then there's a montage. Mary's cleaning up Millie's room. Carlos is in group. Lotta's on a swing with Mary, and they're making postcards like Maggie did. Millie's eating Chinese food, and then going. she goes into the bathroom, and she finds John in the shower uh, fully clothed. So she gets in the shower and cuddles with him. And that is how this episode ends. A little bit of incest with, uh, would spice everything up. Yeah. yeah. He, he and his mom Works for House of the Dragon. He and his mom have more sexual chemistry than he and Mary. That's probably also true. Yeah. So um, what's interesting, I, I think, because we were pretty hard on the last episode, didn't like it. The numbers for the show are actually going up. Just means everybody was high when they watched it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is interesting. The other thing that's interesting is um, the CW uh, was recently bought out by a new company, and that company is basically going through cost saving measures. And what they're doing is they're going to produce more reality uh, TV, and they haven't ordered any um, uh, second halves of any of the season- seasons. For the stuff that's on right now, such as uh, Walker Independence and Winchesters, they have not canceled anything. But I'm not a hundred percent sure how good this looks for getting a season two. I would cancel it. Yeah, I, I feel like you got to give it its half. It's 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 half. So there, this is, I think, thirteen episodes. Let's give it six. Let's give it six. See what see what that is. Um, if, if you can't develop me to, to care in six episodes, then, yeah. Fair. Fair. So, yeah, Minky, any other any, any other thoughts? She chooses violence. Minky always chooses violence. You know, um, every night, Minky kind of goes on a rampage, and she fights a toy. Like, she just fought and killed. What kind of bear is this? It's a Care Bear. It's a Care Bear. Yeah, our corgi defeated a Care Bear, and its guts are strewn all over our li- living room. You know how old that better bear fight is? scene than John Mark. You know how old that Care Bear is? How old? That Care Bear's like ten years old. 
So we're gonna put all that stuff in back in the care bear. It's lived through other dogs. It will live to fight another day. We'll reanimate the care bear. Yeah. So Minky um, started wearing a bandana like this week. Well, they all they all. And so did Drax and Berkeley. They're all in Christmas bandanas. Yeah. So I'm sure that's why people want to listen. They want to hear about the dogs and Christmas bandanas. Well, they do. What, what kind of... They, they look great. They do look great. Actually, I'm wearing pants that match her bandana. Grinch pants. Yeah. It's more than Mary can say. She's wearing no pants. Way to bring it home. Thanks. I try. All right. Uh, so we're going to tune in to the next episode of Winchester. I will be paying 7% attention. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a go. I really... I really hope they do a little bit more. If it's bad enough that it makes me go into labor, we stop watching the whole fucking show. (laughs) It's so bad that that happens. (laughs) We're over it. Uh, All right. Well, here's the Jarlos hooking up next uh, next episode. Um, Caitlin, Minky, if you had a a song for this one, what would it be? The funeral procession. Whatever sounds a dying something makes. A dying giraffe? No, no, I like giraffes. Oh. Yeah, I don't, the, Joffrey. It's as bad as Joffrey. That's not a song, but everybody <laughs> should get that reference. It's as bad as Joffrey. All right, well, good to know. On that note, uh, see you next time. Oh